Welcome back. How's everyone doing today? It is Wednesday. It is. March? No, May 26th. We're in OTAs. We're in it. We're doing it. Football's back. Football's oh. back. Yeah, and then. Yeah, we, we're coming. We got the energy yeah, today. Yeah. We're feeling ourselves a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little Nick. bit. We are feeling ourselves. So, um, Nick, I'm excited for the show today. You? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You know, I. Uh, I think. I'm, Go ahead. Uh, what do you? What I'm do excited. You, uh, I think. Uh, I think I'm going to keep my lights here for those of you who watch on video. I think I'm going to keep them green until we find out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's going to be my new. For uh, sure. I think the day that I turn them to like a blue or something like that is the day that we can all be very excited. Uh, but for right now, yeah, we need to get a that's count. What we're going to do. We need to get like a little ticker for each day that it's green <laughs> and how many starting over under days for how many without, days. Your lights are going to stay green. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, yeah, but um, no, man, I'm excited. OTAs are kicked off and everything like that. And that's when I think the news stories start to get a little get a little more wild. So it's kind of cool, like the format, the way that we do this show, yeah. you know, it's like the more the more that uh, that the teams, I feel like, are in their facilities, then the more uh, fun we get to have because we're not having to discuss stories about, like, this guy was on a jet ski with his fiance, like all that bullshit, like in the like stories that they have to run all off season. I mean, like, not, now we're getting back to not that those aren't interesting. No, no, yeah. not not that they're not. Uh, you know, not that I don't want to see what player has the cutest dog or anything like that. Or like Tom Brady actually walked down to his mailbox and picked up his mail. Yeah, exactly. that type of stuff. You know, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. we, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know everyone gets excited when Tommy. Brady goes down to his mailbox and picks up his own mail. Everyone gets excited. Oh, you know, you got you a Tom Brady. Could you imagine him walking down just singing, We just got our letters. We just got our letters. Just some Blues Clues type of stuff. I could see him doing he's that. A we- he's a weirdo. They should bring so Blues Clues shocked. back. They-, <laughs> well, they should bring Blues Clues back, but have Tom Brady be the star. Oh, yeah. And see yep. what the media says about it. They'd probably be like, yeah, no, it's good that Tom's her- expanding his horizons and, you know, doing some more things Meanwhile, you know, in, the, in the world. And meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is trying to, you know, do some things outside of football and just getting fucking crucified for it. Yep. So, but Absolutely. speaking of the Bucks, Oh, yeah. Antonio Bryant, or Antonio Brown mm-hmm. passes, uh, passes his physical and now he's uh, officially re-signed. So I think... Um, the boys down in Tampa got the band back together. Yeah, they sure did. And I'll be honest, that's a that's going to be a, a big time threat. Definitely a top three team in the NFL. Oh, and, for sure. And they're looking to make it happen again. And you know, you get that team another year closer. Our guy Bruce Arians down there, right? Oh uh, yeah, man. And he's just the the, yep. the way he coaches. I feel like is so unhealthy which allows him to get the most out of his players, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, they seemingly love type him. Of guy, but also like, also, like, the guy type of guy to have fun and, and really enjoy, you know, the shit out of a season. Yeah. And, you know, when you see your coach saying, like, oh, hell no, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You're staying right here. Like, that's got to make you feel good as a player that you're wanted, you know, by, by your organization and, and the coaching staff and things like that. So hell yeah. it, it's a cool thing to see, like, how the Bucks was able to go ahead and re-sign everyone after just yeah yeah exactly 
Yep. Well, and you get, you know, Antonio Brown, he was not really uh, available for them all last season. You know, like he was. So, you know, him having a full season with them, obviously him and Brady are familiar. But, dude, I mean, the way that I see it is like, I mean, that is that is definitely a serious weapon stand and someone that I think Tom Brady wants to have out there as much as he can. So I, I agree. I did that. I do think I read an article earlier in the offseason that said something like they were able uh, the the Buccaneers are going to be able to bring back. I think Antonio Brown was the last piece of this. I think it's 20 or 21 starters. So very similar. I think the Packers brought back like 19 starters. So. Yeah. It's fascinating. The Chiefs are going to be in the same boat, and the Bills are going to be in the same boat. So my thing is like, I mean, that's that's uh, it's going to be tough for the rest of the league because those are your final four last year, and they brought yeah. everyone back, all yep. the coaching staff for the most part, all the players for the most part. So it's an uphill battle if you're if you're not one of those four teams because yeah. they just keep getting better. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think you hit it on the head. Those top four teams returning all those players. It's going to be tough to beat those teams and knock those teams off the mountaintop that seem like they're they're flying high right now. Um, it'll it'll be interesting. And the thing with those teams is all have very solid quarterbacks, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. At, that's the consistent thing throughout. I mean, they all have great stars on the teams as well that help out. But right. having a, a star quarterback that can really sling the ball, you know, handle the offense, all that stuff really helps. Right. Which we do, you know, we shift over and we talk about an organization that, you know, maybe did not have the best quarterback reputation. I didn't know if you saw this over on Barstool, Nick, uh, but uh, they did have an article, you know, with Chris Sims just uh, essentially. I mean, these aren't my words. These are, you know, someone else's. But course. just just ripping, uh, ripping into Justin Fields, saying he's the 39th best quarterback in the NFL and uh, shits on him for about. 16 minutes and uh, two seconds. And uh, yeah, so that that's really interesting. Yes. Because it's like, for, for one, like really like no reason to go shit on Justin Fields, you know? For like, sure. In, in, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, and that, that's coming from a Packers fan too. Right. Like the, the kid didn't do nothing to warrant like, he didn't come out and say like, I'm the best quarterback in the NFL right. day one. If he would have done that, I would have been like, yeah, rip his ass apart. But he didn't do that. From this whole experience, from my perspective, the kid's been humble, excited for himself, mm. you know. So that that was a little disappointing to see. But to be honest, the 39th best quarterback in the NFL and you're a second stringer, that's not a terrible I know. A terrible thing. I know. And especially like right so like it's like kind of goofy. That's like saying like uh oh Blake Bortles, that that dude's the fucking thirty-fifth quarterback in the NFL. That dude, you know, he's he's not even starting. Like what what do you what are you talking about? Because, like, by that logic, it's like Justin Fields, after, like, probably week three or four, you know, if not sooner when he gets into the game, what do you he, Oh, well, now he's the 29th best quarterback. Like, is it? it's just like a it's just like a lazy take, if you had to ask me. Because, like, yeah, he's a second-string quarterback, so he probably wouldn't be a top 32 quarterback if he was second-string, you know? Right. And there's, like... With the exception of maybe Andy Dalton last year, um, but there's not too many second-string quarterbacks that are Jameis Winston be another one of those guys um, that are in a top 32 quarterback thing as a second stringer, right? You know, so 
it's just, I don't think it's warranted to shit on him for that much. But, you know, Chris Sims, hey, you got your own style. Part of me really does love it. 100%. But, you know, also I do think it's a little unwarranted. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the part of me that's wearing this uh, jacket today, obviously, uh, you know, I think. Yeah, we're here for it. I think, yeah, I'm absolutely here for it. And, uh, you know. You love to see a 16-minute rant about uh, the Bears making a terrible decision in this guy's eyes. However, I agree with you. Like, I think Justin Fields <laughs> is a good quarterback. Justin Fields has the uh, like the highest uh, score on the mental aptitude test of all time. Like, this dude is a is is a good player. Now, the thing is, is like you said, it's all about framing, right? In something like this, you know, he he hasn't yeah. played. They do this all. The, you know where this happens a lot. This happens a lot in college basketball. Um, where mm-hmm. they'll you'll have like a recruit come in and then all of a sudden they're like a preseason conference player of the year and everyone's kind of like <laughs> what like how like we've never seen them play yet like it shouldn't be so yeah. this is my argument is I don't think in any form of ranking you should be I think like all of those rankings that come out like the top quarterback the top whatever they should just exclude rookies it should be in parentheses excluding For rookies sure. It makes no sense to say something like, how the hell do we know? By week f- four, the Bears will probably be starting Justin Fields with their level of dysfunction, yeah. and he might be fucking good. And then it's like, okay, yeah. so then what are we – like? It, it's just you can't judge it right away, and it's silly to For do sure. so. I agree with you. It's kind of sloppy to put out that take and like, be like, I know he's the – you know. It's like how – what are you – how can you – like uh, how can you defend that, you know? Yeah. And the thing too is like like he didn't like it it wasn't like he had some positives and some negatives about Justin Fields. Right. Like really breaking down and analyzing why he would be the 39th best quarterback in the NFL. Like right. for me, it just seems like he was just like all negative and like for 16 minutes, which is a long time. That's that half is. of the show. It's more than half of this show. Fifty-two percent of this show, if we just talked about Justin Fields and how terrible of a football player he was or how he was like the 39th worst quarterback in the league. It'd be great. It'd be crazy. You know, it's like, it, it, yeah, it's just a, a wild thing. What I'd be more interested to hear is where Chris Sims had Trevor Lawrence ranked on yeah. his, you know, what, where is Trevor Lawrence ranked in terms of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? If you want to make a, you want to have an interesting take, that's more interesting. Like, cause Trevor Lawrence, you, that's more of a, a speculative thing. Nah, not speculative, but like a more of an interesting topic to see where you would have him slotted in against today's NFL quarterbacks. Because everyone's very high on Trevor Lawrence, you know, seemingly going to be like the, at the quarterback position. Yep. So you think it would be a more interesting take to analyze him in the terms of the ranking of quarterbacks in the NFL, who is going to start in Jacksonville and, right. you know, see where where you would have him. Where where do you think he would kind of fall in that rank of quarterbacks? I know it's unfair yeah. to judge a rookie no, who no. hasn't played, it's... but just based on his college career, the hype around him, yep. going to the Jags, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Tebow, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, it's where, where do you think a guy like Trevor Lawrence ends up? I would say, so I would look at it first from the standpoint of out of all the rookies, where does he stand? Yep. And I would say he's the best quarterback of all the rookies. Yep. So you've got yep. that right there. Then you've got to look at some of the guys that are starting in the league. Like if you take the bottom eight teams in the league, right? Like the the bottom uh, of every division, right? 
Yeah. He is probably yeah. better than most of them at this point because you have like a situation like uh, I think I covered it in the like, for example, like, um, you know, is he better than like Sam Darnold? You know, Sam Darnold's, I think, uh, obviously going to or he's obviously yeah. out in, you know, New York now because they got Zach yeah. Wilson. But like he's better than a guy like that. You know, is he better than I mean, quite frankly, Tua. he's probably better than Andy Dalton. He's probably better than Tua. Yeah. Like, you know, so I, I would say he's probably in the range of like uh top twenty, maybe, like right around twenty, twenty-two, maybe, somewhere yeah. in that ballpark. But you just don't know, you know, it's tough. It's hard to do it, right? It's just hard to do it. Like yeah. you know, yeah. because he could come on and have a season that puts him in top five for the right? season. And we've you seen know? it. We've like, seen it go both ways, right? Like you've seen, yep. you know, for do sure. I think like like there's a lot of weird comparisons too, because you go, okay. After we see some some film, after we see maybe eight, ten games of Trevor Lawrence, like, could he be better than Cam Newton? After the year that Cam Newton put up yeah. last year, at this point in their respective careers, like, that's an interesting one. Like, there's a few guys where you go, uh, Tyrod Taylor, sure. right? Tyrod Taylor could very well be a starter this year yep. in, uh, te- in Houston. And it's like, at yep. this point in their career, I don't know. You know, like maybe very, yeah. very, very like, well. Maybe. What about like a guy like Teddy Bridgewater too? You know, yep. and so that's where it starts to get interesting because, yeah, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence comes in and he picks up the NFL offense and he can he can read the defenses, like yeah, yeah he is going to be better than a lot of these people. Same thing with Justin Fields. Like Justin Fields is a tremendous talent. He very well might be, but we've just seen tons of these guys burn out over the years too and not pan out and For not sure. be be. Yeah, the guy you know, that, have a good first two seasons and then just kind of know. trickle out. I, uh, you know, like a guy like Sam Darnold. Yep, essentially. And then you, and then you um, also have a lot of guys that we're not even thinking of right now. There's probably a guy that got drafted in the sixth or seventh round that's going to be a decent player. Like that's that's very possible. Yeah, for you sure, know, that type of stuff happens all the yeah. time. Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Like it's hard to, you know, it's hard yeah. to make sense of it sometimes. Yeah. And, you, you do have, like, uh, some of those guys that are certain breeds that it, it just seems like it doesn't matter really where they're going to get picked. It's already been – they've already went there in their mind right. of, like, no, I'm playing for this team. I've already envisioned it. And then they just fucking – somehow they're able to speak it into existence, essentially. Yep. Um, what do you think about uh, Joe Burrow? Do you think he'll be higher than him this year? I mean, he's I, back. We saw I'm ex- our first look at him at OTAs. I'm excited about Joe Burrow. Like, if you – that's that's what I always find fascinating, like, uh, especially in the NFL, is when you can kind of try to compare guys that are, like, one draft class away from each other. Because if you're an NFL team, mm-hmm. like, you're likely scouting, like, the, the, all – like, them kind of in a block, right? Like, that's, that's an interesting thing, sure. you know? Like, if you're a team, yeah. like, for example, the Jets, right um, – if you had the opportunity to get Joe Burrow last year, like you probably don't take it because you're like, look, we can kind of play the Darnold angle. We can actually get like a someone For else, sure. like a tackler or weapon, and then we have Trevor Lawrence slated higher. We have Justin Fields slated higher, even though they're juniors or whatever. Yeah. You know, even though they're still playing. Like, so I, I think that's an interesting comparison. Um, but I like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow. I think the fact that they got Jamar Chase down there, which is receiver, one of his For college sure. receivers, and um, I think they took some like linemen um, as well, and <laughs> good. You know, he needed it. The tough part is that division. Like I think the division is tough, but I think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is different. I you agree. know, Trevor Lawrence has kind of been, For sure. been um, 
like this highly touted Andrew Luck type of guy, like where the whole time he's been yeah, coming yeah, through, everyone's just sure. waiting. But I think Joe Burrow's damn good. If yeah. I'm being honest, it's been like that for the last three years. At least. For sure. If I'm being honest, I think Urban Meyer uh, is probably going to be quicker to figure out that division. So I could see Trevor, like I could see the Jaguars having yeah, a better sure. record than the Bengals this year, potentially. But I like Joe Burrow a lot. I said it the other day on the uh, or whenever we were talking about Joe Burrow. Like I really am looking forward to with him. Like those six yeah. games this year against those division opponents. Like that stuff is so important. Like you can remember back yeah. to games with other quarterbacks where they had like these crazy games that sort of vaulted them to this like status. Like you just yep. everyone can remember early in their careers. They have a game where it just, like, everyone remembers, like, oh, yeah, like, that took them up over the edge, right? Like, I think Joe Burrow has six opportunities this year because of how good the other teams in that division are. And honestly, like, I don't even know that – I don't even know that he has to win a bunch of those six. I think, like, if he can win one or two of them, but he can play well in, in, you know, like, a couple of them, like, that is what it's going to come down to. Um I think he even had that last year before he got hurt in a game. I think they yeah. played like the Browns or someone like that in a game and he yep. was he was doing his thing and so for him I'm very excited to be honest with you. Yeah. He looked good in OTAs and stuff and he's uh yeah. he's I one think, that I'm excited about. I think with a guy like him that if you can get him a half a second to a second more, you know, when he drops back to pass, you that's um, going to make a world of difference for him cuz he was yeah, a guy no that you just watch, and it was like, like Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes is literally just running around because yep. that defense was so ferocious. But that was like the Bengals every single game with Joe Burrow, and it's like it was tough to watch. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, then unfortunately, so, know, he gets hurt running for his life. And yeah, so hopefully he gets the gets the protection. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully he action this year. They build around that because that was a a, a glaring. Um, spot that they needed help with this offseason. I think they addressed that, which will be good. So I'm I'm excited to see what uh what Jer Burroughs has to uh has to do this season to get it done. Um yeah, but no I, I expect big things from him. Um he's yeah. definitely gonna be a quarterback that I think is like within the next two years here will probably really put himself on the map. Which yeah, is no a- doubt. No doubt. I think I lost Scott here. Let me try to bring him back in real quick. If you're watching the stream here, I'm just going to bring old Scott back real quick. Let's see here. Let's see if I can get him uh, clicked back over. Hmm. Let's see, guys. Hang with me for a second. Just going to try to bring old Scott back. Talk some NFL football here. Let's see. Uh, uh, might have to close the stream down here for a second, guys, just to bring him back. Actually, you know what? I got an idea. Look at that. We're just, uh, you know, every now and then, you know, you're, uh, you can have some technical difficulties, but such is life, right? No big deal. Just going to go ahead and... Uh, Bring old uh, Scott back in the mix here. Just got to uh, get one thing set. But anyway, yeah, I think uh, for those of you guys who are uh, who are still rocking with us here on the stream, 
yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow's definitely a guy that I'm excited about. Um, honestly, if I'm if I'm being totally honest with myself, Joe Burrow is probably the one of the five quarterbacks I'm the most interested in watching this year. If I'm being uh, if I'm being totally honest, Joe Burrow is probably. There we go. Let's see if we can bring uh, Scott back here. I think I got him here. Bring me We're back. Go ahead and uh, try to bring him back here. See if I can uh, get his source set. And hmm, what an interesting dilemma that we have going situation. On. I think they might be able to hear. There we go. He's back. Hey. All right. So go. anyway, uh, moving on from Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. let's. Uh, you know what I? Uh, you know what I love to see. Yes. After you you, know, Aaron Rodgers op- opens up about, you know, the strained relationship that's going on in Green Bay and, you know, the hypotheticals that come out of there yes. and where they come from. I don't know if you saw this in a Madden simulation. Of course. And then the Packers went on to win the Super Bowl. Of course. So, I mean... Because like for sure, it's a Madden simulation. Like for sure, I get it. I get why you would do it, guy with Aaron Rodgers. But I think that also goes to show the talent level that actually is in Green Bay that doesn't really get talked about. Really, the last ever since the NFL draft, because all the focus is on Rodgers. For sure, like I saw, um, they released the top ten defensive ends for this year or pass rushers. And Zadarius Smith was just left right off of it. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so that was wild to me. And then it just gets me thinking, like, it. This Roger story has gotten to be such a big thing that, like, pretty much any other Packers uh, players yep. consistent, except for yep. that wide receiving core that hypothetically all had a, a coordinated effort to not go to OTAs, which is another thing that is is a little uh, absurd. But, hey, maybe they're sticking with solidarity with their guy, you know, yep. Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe we have a little union strike going on right now. Very I don't well think could. that's the case. I don't think that's the case. But um, but it's it is it's good to see that those guys also aren't at OTAs. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Um, but, yeah, essentially people forget that the Packers have a very talented team top to bottom. Yeah. And for sure, for sure. It's just a what a what a goofy little uh, a little thing that CBS Sports did with that Madden simulation, you know. Goofy it's as just, hell. Uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's uh, that's just that's just trying to throw like gas on the fire, yes, essentially. For sure. That's and that's what we don't like about these mainstream um, mainstream streaming um, companies out there. Yep. The the Foxes, the CBS, the ESPNs, because you know what. They're all about just causing chaos just so they can sell views. True. You know, we don't like that necessarily. We want to come real authentic. And you know what? We think those takes are just as great as those takes yep. that those other places do. But, hey, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he did open up about the strange relationship that is going on in Green Bay. Yeah. Nick, what is your – what? give me your two cents about that. It's uh, It's uh... – it's tough, right? Like we talked about it yesterday with the the you know he does the Kenny Main interview, and I think yeah. I'm at the point today where you know it changes every day, but I think 
I feel optimistic because I do think that there are a lot of things working behind the scenes. There's a lot of moving parts here. And this still feels to me like a situation where if you are going into this final stretch of your career, right? And as we talked about yesterday, you want to be certain that your philosophy and the front office, uh, and the, you know, maybe it's not just the front office, but you want to make sure that everything is fitting together nice and seamlessly, right? My thing is, this would be the point to sort of uh, use all your leverage, right? This is the time to, to use everything you got to get what you want, right? Because at the end of the day, if you ended up, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you ended up getting traded anyway, like all the leverage that you have in Green Bay doesn't matter. So my thing is, yeah. if you're if you're the type of person that that understands, like, hey, look, let me just kind of try to gain as much leverage as I can in situations, and then hopefully never have to use it. But if I do, at least yeah. I'll have a lot. I think that yes. what you're seeing right now is him kind of firing all the cannons and just being like, and and his representation, because that's a part of this story that I don't yeah. like that it doesn't get covered enough. Like he uh, he has an agent. That's a big time agent. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on here. And so I think for sure they are trying to use their leverage as much as possible to get him as much of the stuff that he wants. So he can be as comfortable as possible for this final stretch yeah. of his career. The Packers are the only team that can offer him a five-year deal. And I think that he is trying to make sure before he signs that five-year deal that everything else is in place. And that's why I think you're seeing yeah. this sort of slow burn. I think he knows he's a very smart guy. I think he knows, okay, I've got Aaron Jones is taken care of. Bakhtiari is taken care of. We've got uh, the defense is in a good position. I like LaFleur a lot. Like uh, we brought in my guy, Blake Bortles. I like that. He's backing me up. Now, I like if you're Aaron Rodgers, like you're setting yourself up, right, for whatever you want. I think he's looking to get Devontae Adams locked in long term. And then honestly, it's just like, Look, man, like we're we're kind of good to go at that point, and I think he's just trying yeah. to use his leverage and every imaginable Perfect. way to make this thing yeah. like the best possible outcome uh, that we can imagine. Yeah. And I I hope that my only hope is that he doesn't burn bridges with with enough of the fan base. Like I don't trust all the other Packers fans. Yeah. I can't no because like, they're fucking idiots from time to time. We can't exactly, and there's a there's a there's a certain percentage of them that is going to be very disgruntled and they're getting more upset yes. every day that we go with this. Yeah. You see it if you're in Packers yes. Twitter. And, for and sure. so I do, my hope is that we're getting close to landing this plane. Right. Um, for sure. But in my opinion, you know, if I use the plane analogy, like I don't think this is an emergency landing. I don't think this thing is on the way down. Like I, th- I just think he is, we're not Denzel Washington inverting the plane no, no. to land this I think, I think it's, things it's, are it's fine. It's not that complicated. I think things are yes. more than fine. He's just, I think that's what it is. I think he's unloading all the leverage. Like, think about it if you're listening to this in your own circumstance, at your own job. Like, you probably have certain, like, amounts yep. of leverage in your own job. And this would be the equivalent of you being like, all right, here's my sort of list of demands. Here's what I know I bring to the table. I kind of know you get, like you guys are in trouble if I leave, right? Like if you're like the top salesman or something and you're like, I don't want to be this guy, but if I'm disgruntled enough, like I want to stay here, but I'm going to use my leverage then. And this is a position people find themselves in. Like I found myself in it before. I'm sure you have too. Like, I think that's all that's really going on here. I think that's, that's, you know, where that's where I'm at right now, at least. Yeah. 
And and the other thing about it too, which the mainstream media doesn't cover, but Pat McAfee he touched on it on his show, was that Aaron Rodgers he's if if you're really looking at this, he's probably he's doing it for himself. Obviously, he wants to, like you said, have that security, make sure things are seamless. Like because I do think he wants to be in Green Bay. Yep. You know, he's the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, all that stuff, the ties to Wisconsin that he loves. You know, so I do think he wants to be in Green Bay. He just needs that certainty. But Pat was actually one talking about, and you don't see the mainstream media talking about this, but Pat was talking about how Rodgers is not probably only doing this for himself, but for other people in the league. Because you see it so many times that, well, it's a business, you know, and he's just like, oh, well, I just got to uproot my family because I got traded because it's a business, you know, that I wasn't even expecting type of thing. So when you see a guy like Aaron Rodgers who – who he he has been in support of the players before, maybe not the forefront, but I do see like this as his own kind of way of saying like, hey, once you get to a certain point in your career and you've been contributing and you're at the top of your game and the top of your position, you know, you can start to, you know, have get to a place where you have more security with yep. the franchise. You know, you have a little more communication, maybe. Right. And it's not so much that you have you have input into decision making, but you have the a little more communication, at least the the luxury of knowing if something was going to happen to you before the media got a hold of it, and then you're hearing it from a third party source. You know. Yeah. So I don't think like all like people look at Aaron Rodgers and they're like, oh, you know, this guy eagle maniac. It's like I don't know what type of Aaron Rodgers you know or you've seen the past right. year, but it just doesn't seem like that. And to me, I think he, like, he's taken to, one, to really lock himself in, but two, to make a statement for other organizations around the league that, like, hey, you know, you guys have, for quite a while now, have forgotten about what makes these things tick. Yep. And it is the fans. It is the culture. It is the front office. It is those things. But it is the people, essentially, you yes. know? And I think that's what he was he was really trying to get to is, like, hey, you know, without the players, the people that make this thing work, you guys don't, you, you really don't have nothing, you know? Right. So really just a kind of just an interesting situation happening in Green Bay. And I was actually at the dispensary yesterday uh, in a Green Bay Packers shirt uh, and it's legal here. So that's no big deal. And, you know, of course, wear my Green Bay Packers shirt. A guy asked me, he's like, I got to ask. I'm like, what's happening with Rogers? I'm like, well, to be honest, I think he's either going to play for Green Bay or he asked me where he was going. Uh, like, well, okay. he's either going to be going to Green Bay or he's going to retire. Yeah. It's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't really see too much in between. Like, the Packers are yep. adamant about not trading him, so that's not going to happen, at least right. this year, you right. know. And so, and he was kind of shocked by that. And, of course, he was a Bears fan. And we had a great conversation about it. But, yeah, he was shocked like that I thought the Packers wouldn't trade him. And I'm like, I think you might have been listening to too much of the the mainstream media who has sure. thrown this situation. I don't want to say out of proportion because it, it has gotten to a certain level, but they have exaggerated or brought in other information about this story yep. that we have found out not to be true or not to be the real reasons of why he's upset and things like that. So that's a tricky thing when you're watching that mainstream media about like, well, what really is happening in green Bay? And if you're yes. not a, a green Bay Packers fan, that gets a little more um, confusing as well yeah. because you're not in there with the Aaron Naglers, the Rob Demowskis, those types of guys who right, are covering right. this stuff daily. You know, um, is, so the, here, like, who you, provide who provide really great insight too. 
Here's an interesting thing about the team, right? Like you mentioned the Packers, and it makes me think back to what the CBS story that you were talking about. It's like the, the thing as a Packers fan that makes me actually kind of proud of the team is that, to be quite honest, part of the reason that I think it's so likely that Aaron's going to come back is because the team has created a bunch of leverage for their self where, to be honest, yeah. when they're sitting in a meeting with him and his representation, they're able to look across the table and go, look, man, not only do we love you and want you here, but we've put a team around you that's phenomenal. And yeah. to be quite honest with you, like if you would like to be traded, we we understand that you might have some frustrations, but where the fuck yeah. are you going to go that's going to be any better than here? Like yeah. we, yeah. that's the leverage that the team has created, which is kind of awesome. Like they have actually yeah. built such a solid group around him that it's yeah. like they've created a situation where I'll be honest, if they stink without, like if they were bad, like they didn't have a Devonte Adams or they didn't have yeah. the caliber of defense that they have, for he sure. might very well be like, look, there's a better opportunity for me to win somewhere else. But the, yeah. the thing is, is like, there isn't, there isn't anywhere yeah. else that has a like, better opportunity uh, for him, like the Green Bay Packers, yeah. as we've covered many times, maybe sure. a top three uh, team on paper in the entire NFL. Yep. And so where's he going to go? Like they have built yeah. that. And so, yep. you know, and and maybe if this was the Packers of four years ago, three or four years ago, where they didn't have some of these talents or these guys weren't as developed, yep. then that's a completely different story. And you would say Rodgers has a lot of the leverage. And like, if you, you're looking at the Packers, you're like, well, they didn't take a wide receiver. They didn't take a wide receiver. They didn't take a wide receiver. They are okay at the wide receiver yes. position and the tight end position. Yes. Like that is something that after the Jordan Love pick became hyped, you know, like, oh, well, they didn't do this. They didn't do this. And it's like, guys, I understand that, but they did go get Devin Funches who sat out last year because of COVID and things like that. Hey, no problems there. That dude's rested, ready to go this year. Right. They're going to, they have a team that is pretty star studded. But it's just in a small market, so you may not know about as many of the stars as you should. Right. Like right. a guy like Zadarius Smith or Jair Alexander or, you know, those types of players that are. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting to see how the Packers do have that that leverage with Aaron Rodgers because, yeah, like where where are you going to go? And that's what I think eliminates the trade talk. Yep. You know, because it's like, where are you going to go that you can be as successful? Like, yeah, I know you you make any team and do a contender wherever you go because you are Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, there are different levels of contenders because sure. you could be a wild card contender. You could be an For NFC sure. championship contender. And then you can be a, you know, Super Bowl contender. Right. And, you know, depending on how your team's set up, you know, I don't think... Aaron Rodgers getting every single team to that Super Bowl just by himself, you know? Right. Yeah, but absolutely. he's definitely getting any team to the playoffs. Yeah, There's no, no doubt. doubt about that. No doubt. So, um, yeah, we'll see how many how many more days those lights stay green, Nick. But I'm hoping, uh, hoping by the end of the week, that's not insider information. So um, you don't have to worry about that. Also, we're not financial advisors. So nope. take that into account when we're up here speaking. And it's just for educational purposes, the stuff that we're talking to you about. So you learn, so you understand, you're ready for the season, fantasy, football, all that good stuff. You have a great analysis, breakdown of everything. Um, but it looks like maybe this summer you're going to have a really in-depth view of Aaron Rodgers and the things he brings to the table and an in-depth view of the Green Bay Packers and the things those bring, or the things they bring to the table. No doubt. So it'll be interesting, you know, 
nothing like a little marriage counseling to, to get the things done. But, uh, hey, it's needed from time to time. For but sure. I did see that Guntikus came out and he said he, he probably could have handled some situations better, which to see that, you know, level of ownership and maybe some things that you didn't handle well, I think only only helps this type of situation. So, hey, I'm optimistic. I'm always going to be optimistic. Yep. I'll be optimistic till the day Roger says he retires and then I'll still be optimistic. Me too. And, you know, that's just how I do it over here. That's how Nick is. Hey. That's what we do at FanCast, baby. You're never out of it till you're out of it. That's the but truth. But you're really never out of it. That's the truth. So, hey, that's all we got for you today. Um, We'll catch you next time, <laughs> bronies. See you guys later. <laughs>